I don't know if I told you this before, but when I was a kid in elementary school, I lived at my aunt's house in El Paso for a while, while my mother fixed up everything that needed to be done so that we could move to the States. And while there with my aunt, I was exposed to some very toxic masculinity from my uncle. My uncle was born and raised in Mexico in the very macho culture. And he would make it his job that all of us boys, uh, it was myself and four four boy cousins, a fifth one who didn't live in the house was older, and then a sixth one who is a female and lived in the house, but that's a whole other story for another day. Anyway, my uncle made it his point that the boys were going to be boys and they were going to be men, and he would really get on our case about not acting what in his mind was like a man even though, mind you, we were boys. So let's talk a little bit about masculinity and what it means to be a man, but more precisely or more narrow of a discussion on what it means to have a really good cry and how that does not take away at all from being a man. So when my uncle brought over a couple of his kids from a previous marriage from Mexico, those kids were a little bit older than I was. And one of the things that I noticed right away is that they had grown in this culture of extreme machismo. Um, It was very toxic. They could not cry. They could not show their emotions. And if they did, they were called things by their father. Uh, Like little girl or only girls cry or are you a little girl? And it would get more abusive um, if he had consumed alcohol. It was it was pretty bad at points. And those kids who were older than me, um, they also transferred that frustration and 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 that abuse toward me. I was a very sensitive kid. I cried easily, and I didn't cry because things hurt. Yes, things hurt physically. Um, but I, I cried because things hurt emotionally. People who were supposed to love me and care for me would break my heart when they were mean to me. People who were related to me and were supposed to be good to me would tease me because I like to read books instead of playing sports or I like to, you know, solve math and algebra equations and do my homework. I like to listen to romantic music. Um, I like to do things that were not in the norm of what they saw as something that a boy my age should be doing. Not necessarily feminine things, but just, you know, things outside of the norm. And I would get abused for that. And I would get abused from these kids who they themselves could not show any of those emotions that I was free to show because my parents allowed me to show those emotions. And they said things to me like, you're a little girl. And one of them, the oldest one, actually got very angry one day and started yelling at me in a a frenzy, um, saying that he hated me because I was like a little girl for crying. And my mom intervened upon hearing this and asked him what his problem was. And in a rage, he closed his fist and he just yelled at the top of his lungs that he was tired of me crying of seeing and hearing me cry because I was like a little girl and he hated me for it very interesting now for the last few months I don't know if you guys have been noticing but there's been a pandemic going on and in that pandemic a lot of people are not having a good time that includes me I've been I've been busy with work and projects and family and everything else that comes with being an adult and also in trying to stay alive 
and try not to catch the coronavirus, or as my little girl calls it, the coronavirus. And of course, this comes with a lot of pressure, right? There's a lot of pressure to be a certain way, to do certain things, to go to work, to do my work well, and, and to be there for not only myself, but my co-workers and for my family and the people that I mentor and my students at the classes that I give. And things can get a little bit heavy at times. The weight of the world is quite heavy. Now, the other day I was driving home from work and I was listening to a podcast. It's a very good podcast. It's in Spanish, Radio Ambulante, from a National Public Radio. It's in Spanish. And they were talking about something that happened in Argentina back in the 1990s when they bombed, and by they I mean uh, terrorists, bombed a building that was a, a building for Jewish cultural uh, things in, in Argentina. And trapped in the in the explosion were some men, and the, the story is about an hour long, and it goes into the details of how those men were trapped down there with each other, how they try to keep each other going, and how unfortunately only one was able to be rescued alive, the other ones died in the process, but they formed lifelong bonds between the rescuers and the, the one man who was rescued, and everybody kind of still remembers that to this day. And of course, I had a lot of emotion. I was on the way home. It had been a tough day. It's been a tough week. <laughs> and I decided that I was going to cry. I felt like crying. And it had been a while. It had been a long while since I had cried. home and I'm finishing up this podcast and I'm feeling a lot of emotions because I identified with the loneliness and the despair that these men were feeling and also the need to go and rescue people you don't know and give yourself to uh, rescue them and risk everything because that's kind of what I do right that's that's kind of the life that I picked being in public health and in healthcare. and I just started crying I just I bawled I started crying and I And I'm punching the steering wheel. And luckily I was home because I don't think I would have been able to deal with the traffic while crying like that. And I sat on the driveway and cried a little bit more for a couple of minutes. Shut down the engine and cried a little bit more for a minute. And then I was done. I was done crying. And let me tell you, I felt really, really good. I felt uh, like I had just drank a glass of water. I felt refreshed. I felt invigorated. I felt good. My brain, upon crying and allowing me to experience those emotions, I guess released the necessary neurotransmitters and other chemicals for me to actually feel good. It's that, you know, that reaction, that evolutionary advantage to showing emotion and feeling emotion. If there was no evolutionary advantage to it, we wouldn't we wouldn't do it, right? If if showing emotion really did keep the opposite sex away, then we would probably have long been either extinguished or a society without any kind of feeling. So I'm sitting in the driveway and I and I finish crying and I gather my things and I come into the house and my little girl runs to me and she hugs me and she, you know, just gives me all her love. And that in itself reinvigorates me as well. And I see my wife and my I, I love my wife and she is a mental health expert and she she's looking at me and she says what happened and I said well what do you mean and she says well you look like you've been crying and I said yes I've been crying for the last five minutes or so I let it all out I, I had a good cry 
And she says, and how do you feel? And I said, I feel great. And she said, yes. Uh, as in obvious. Like, she just looked at me like, you needed to do that a while ago. And I said, well, why, why, why hadn't you told me that I needed to cry? And she said, because you don't do that to people. You kind of just let them do their own thing, whatever they need to do to deal with the things that are going on. You know, so as long as they're not hurting themselves or others, you kind of just let it sit and see where it's going. And that's what she did. And where it was going is towards a, a really good cry. All the frustrations went away. Uh, the pressures went away. Everything felt great. And I'm still to this day, a few days removed from that event, I feel really, really good. And I kind of realized that that didn't take away from my manhood or my identity as a man or my personality or anything like that. I'm still me. I'm still the guy that is going to get up in the morning at 5 a.m. in the morning and maybe go for a run or if I don't feel like going for a run. so much pressure on ourselves to not be the people that we are supposed to be or that we grew up to be or the people that the world needs us to be we have to put a brave face in the face of danger we have to not cry when we feel like crying we have to nod and agree with people that we don't agree with and be polite towards the people that are being evil to us and oftentimes yes that is a good thing right that's how society maintains order otherwise you know if you threw a punch back at everybody that punched you, everybody would be fighting, you know, an eye for an eye and the whole world is blind, kind of a situation there. But from time to time, I highly recommend that maybe in the privacy of your home or in the privacy of your car, if you feel like crying, just let it out. Or, you know, if, if you work with me and you're listening to this, hello, <laughs> but feel free to come over to my office. Uh, I'll close the door behind me and go for a walk while you cry in my office. I've actually allowed certain, uh, a certain few of my co-workers to do that while the pandemic pressures have gone to, the, to, to them and made them cry. Nothing wrong with it. I will totally allow it. I won't tell anyone. It'll be our little secret. I want you right now to take inventory of how you're feeling. And if you're feeling like crying, cry. If you're feeling like laughing, laugh. And if you're feeling like not even doing any of that, don't do any of that. For just five minutes in your life, take some pressure off and don't be what other people want you to be. Be who you are supposed to be and who you grew up to be and what the world needs you to be. And you won't go wrong. A little bit of pressure once in a while feels good and it keeps things from exploding. So with that, I wish you continued health. I wish you to stay safe as the pandemic progresses. And maybe next time we'll talk about something a little bit more cheerful. Maybe I'll tell you about the time that I ran and ran and ran to keep up with a girl and there was a surprise at the end and it wasn't a boyfriend. With that, thank you for your time and I'll talk to you soon.